Namaskar, hello and welcome to this uh, session on Anivekshiki, the art of thinking. So let us start with our prayer and we'll take it forward. Please join me in saying this prayer together. O oh Lord, take my love and let it flow in fullness of devotion to Thee. O oh Lord, take my hands and let them work incessantly for Thee. O oh Lord, take my soul and let it be merged in one with Thee. O oh Lord, take my mind and thoughts and let them be in tune with Thee. O oh Lord, Take my everything and let me be an instrument to work for Thee. Hello friends, it's my pleasure to be back again with an, another interesting topic and as I have mentioned before, I always look forward to your feedback and your suggestions and uh, from there whatever topics are suggested and where I can contribute I would be happy and to share a little bit on that. So this topic is also one of uh, such suggested topics which, uh, which was given to me and I believe it has a lot of relevance in today's time also and uh, this is a very interesting concept and when I went uh, myself you know researching on it long back I had these thoughts and I thought why not share this in this beautiful forum so let us jump into this topic of art of thinking and what does this actually mean Anivishki Anivikshaki is a Sanskrit word, obviously, and how it is connoted with the, with the art of art and science of thinking that we will look at it today. Anivikshaki is a word which was which is a Sanskrit word, obviously, it has two. If you break it up, it breaks into two words, and that two words are Anu and Ikshaki. Let me make it bigger so that people can see it. Yeah. Anu means atom. You know, the smallest particle of anything is called Anu. The small. And Ikshaki is a person with curiosity, uh, with a logical mind which wants to inquire and research. So Anu Ikshaki together means a person who is in the process of inquiry. So this turns out to be the art of doing inquiry, the art of thinking becomes Anivikshaki. And that is what has been used later on as an art and science of thinking process. Now this is a very interesting word because it also teaches us about how to think and what, where does this thinking process originate. So let us look at it a little bit more. Originally speaking, this word Anuvikshaki comes from a scriptural prayers which is like this Anivikshaki Trai Varta Dandanitishcha Shashwati Vidya Hedayashchastaslu 
lok samsruti hetavah of the sanskrit words means in a very simple way anivikshiki trai varta anivikshiki is out of thinking trai varta is the three vedas dandaniti is uh, economics uh, sorry political science shashwati vidya this is varta varta is political science now if you look at this is this four branches of knowledge are critical for any governance or any social governance so if anybody wants to be a leader or a you know a manager or a or a king or anything like that they must have the knowledge of these four branches and with these four branches you will be equipped with everything all the tools which can help you to become the best leader possible so this is where the concept of anivekshiki comes is part of one of the elements now when i look at the whole thing today we are only going to discuss the first part the art of thinking that is anivekshiki i'm not here to discuss about three vidya uh, three three vedas and economics and political science uh, you may wonder there are four vedas why it is mentioned three i presume uh, as you must know that uh, there were originally three vedas and the fourth one was added later on as it complemented into the practical implementation of the knowledge which was captured in vedas so then the fourth veda atharvan veda came in but anyways so that is why the three vedas and uh, varata is economics and political science all these three are important but today we look at the branch of anivikshiki and why i'm giving you this story is to give you an idea as to how this thought originated and how it has come from our uh, culture or heritage you can say and how it has been imbibed and absorbed into it now this anivekshiki thought was given to us originally as a science of logic and there was a saint sage vatsayana i'm sure you have heard of his name in a different connotation but sage vatsayana also was proponent of law he gave arthashastras he he spoke extensively on arthashastra and he was an authority on that uh, subject also and there he has explained he has used this process of anivekshiki as a logical science so he gives you an art of how to think logically and assimilate the thought and present it in that manner this thought which sage vatsayana promoted was later on taken by acharya chanakya and he used this method in training his students in the process of thinking so the logical thinking process he broke it down and extensively researched and gave us this concept of anivekshiki not only as a science of logic but as a science of thinking so he put it up in a manner for us to imbibe it and learn from there as art of thinking the beauty of this is that thinking is not only an art it is a science too it has a logical steps and hence it can be learned it is not just what is uh, you know 
so we don't randomly think we can strategically think we can logically think there is a flow of that that is what makes this art of thinking anivekshiki as an art as well as a science so when we talk about thinking what is this thinking how does that happen and how do we understand it now a basic thing which we all need to uh, you know at the outset keep in mind is that there is in a very basic sense up front we should understand we can think like an animal or we can think like a human just because we have a human body it does not mean that we know by default as to how to think like a human and as i said thinking is not only an art it's a science and that we look at further about how this scientific way of thinking happens but if you if you take it this as an example that thinking is an art and a science then it also gives us that heads up that hey you can think not necessarily as a human being all the time and what does that mean what does it mean to think like an animal and what does it mean to think like a human and that is the basic question which we must explore and and understand so basically if you look at it if you think my problem is my problem like how they explain it is a very simple way you know they say that if you start thinking then this is my problem in my house if everything is peaceful it's fine and neighbors i don't care that his problem is his my problem is mine see this is explained in a simple terms as animalistic thinking because they are very instinctively they will only take care of themselves then what is a human de- human definition of thinking when human definition of thinking is that i will be happy only when my neighbor is happy so expansion of thought when the thinking expands from individual and narrow eyeness to the mass to broadness then it becomes humanistic so when i say my problem is mine his is his that means i am coming from an animalistic thinking process and the moment i say that my happiness is relevant and related to the happiness and uh, thinking of others and others happiness is my happiness then we have started thinking from a humanist perspective so this is a difference basic difference between animal thought and a human thought so if you really look at it then every step we need to really make a conscious effort to re- make us realize that uh, you know we are humans we are humans somebody asked a very interesting question one day he said uh, why do you think we need to remind ourselves and it's a very relevant thought if i may ask if i may put it straight away that yes because when we never teach a dog to think like a dog you know why do we have to think why do you have to teach a human child that behave like a human being and this is a very funny thing and if you analyze it yourself that this happens because we have an additional attribute given by nature whether you want to call it god or supreme consciousness or whatever we have been given this unique 
attribute of discrimination in our head in our being which allows us to move forward and backward if you utilize these abilities of consciousness of intellect and of discrimination in a right manner then we can jump from being human to even divine and if we misuse it we can even slide down to animal and devilistic attributes but whereas animals are blessed that way they are very focused and they are limited and they are bound by their instinct they do not change now a very good example see the people say what is the thinking difference and a very interesting analogy is that see an animal what that animal has been doing for centuries continues to do it today the way the lion and tigers hunt even today they hunt the same way the way honeycomb makes honey is same what they did centuries back over the years they haven't used their memory their experience to improve upon the process whereas the human thinking is different human thinking the way we did things some 10 years back today it is totally different world why because humans have an ability to think to make progress whereas animals think in a different way they are very linear and they are very specific and narrow so their thinking is limited to the thought in that present so they remain in that statue the way they work they continue to do the same way again and again see even if you can incentivize them and say okay start honeycomb i'll give you some additional environment they would not know anything better to do how to do it the same way so only humans have an ability to think and improve upon the thought whereas the animals do not have that luxury and that is a very clear differentiation between an animalistic thinking and a human thinking so if our thoughts do not help us to improve then we are not utilizing the human ability of thinking then we are again trapped into the animalistic zone of thinking process so we have not learned how to think forward so as i said to you that a basic basic indicator of animal thinking is that my thought is mine his problem is his and thought see how does a thought arise if you really look at it thoughts are basically based on either memories mostly memories either we fantasize and create memories or we have something in the past that builds us our memory bank correct so we go back into the past okay i did that hence let me improve upon it i did that and i had this experience hence i will look forward in the future and do it differently so we use the thinking always to go back into some i'm just using a word here and like a memory draw you know you just go back into your memory bank and check have i experienced this before or not 
and if i have experience then what was my conclusion and what do i learn from it and hence let me improve upon it so we use the memory always to go back whereas animals do not do that their actions do not change based on their memories their instinctive natures remain as it is so whatever the changes they experience they'll continue falling into the same line so imagine humans doing that you see that it is wrong for us you see that it is not healthy for me but still we fall prey to that and continue repeating our mistakes and that is an animalistic instinct one day i was having this great pleasure and blessing of sitting at the feet of my master and somehow this discussion happened about you know controlling negative tendencies i'm very like i would should say not an easy learner that way uh, so the discussion happened and uh, somebody asked a very simple question to him that pa bhagwan how do we get rid of this thought this negativity or any tendency negative tendencies and in a very simple and spontaneous manner he said repeat that you are not animal you are human repeat you are not animal i am not animal i am a human being and i was wondering like is it that easy just say that and you will be fine he said yes say it and believe in it it has taken me decades to even you know assimilate this thought but this is a formula if i use it i benefit if i don't use it i lose it so it is it, i always look at these things as a code you know a secret formulas given to us by our masters and by our you know sages and seers and gods that use it and we will be benefited if we do, if i don't use it i'll be the loser so very simple that he gave me the thought how to think he said think that i am a human not an animal so if i am reacting to some people say i am not animal i will not react now he used to talk you know he used to a joke like that you know a crow can never sit still crow always has to move his head up like side by side you can never find a crow in meditative pose not possible so if anybody was keep looking here and there with a small little noise if there is any kind of a noise or anything like that and here we have a tendency of turning our head if suppose a child cries or a pen drops or something drops we have a immediate instinctive be- uh, the reaction is we just turn to look what is there so that was a pointing out that master would say why why are you reacting so fast are you a crow so we may have an vasanas floating from that stage maybe probably in one of the previous lives we could be in the crow birth and we have gained that or imbibed that kind of instinct in us but the fact of the matter is today we are humans and hence we have to remind that i am no longer a crow so i will not react to this sound and turn my head i will pause and then i will command myself that should i look or not look and if i have something interesting in front of me why should i bother if some child cries or any pen drops or whatever happens on the side so this is an beauty of 
human thought the moment we start thinking like human beings this ability grows in us and we are able to think and in a different manner we are able to analyze things and improve upon it rather than get stuck to it or rather use a thinking only as a thought process to just accumulate but never go back to learn from it you suffer and you still go back and that is animal and we realize so many times we do that we keep going back into our actions even though clearly it shows that that is not going to lead you in happiness that's going to give you pain but still we do it and that is what animalistic thought is so this is the basic difference between animal thinking and a human thinking i'm just giving it a very quick uh, explanation here but this thought leads us to another another thought and that is thinking versus worrying and i'm sure all of us must have you know always uh, or sometimes wondered about it what is worry if you really define define it there is nothing called worry is an hypothetical scenario we create in ourselves there is nothing called worry worry is a bubble thought that we have created because of certain uncertainties that we have imagined there to be so basically everything is imaginary but still let's look at this thinking versus worrying so worry is also part of thinking which goes out of control and has got no relevance in the reality as of today as of now not today as of now that is why we worry i worry about my future i worry about my children i worry about what happened in the past the consequence of it so the worry is never in the present so if you look at it the worry is always either from the past or by for the future and it's again a thought which is created or based on an hypothetical scenario around us it has it has got no relevance in the present and that is the beauty of worry so how does it worry differs from thinking now if you look at it if you really focus and contemplate on the concept of worry you will realize worry is thinking not finding a solution whereas thinking is contemplating to find a solution so when you worry about past or future or for anything whether it's a person or an event you know we keep talking about it oh this is horrible this is bad this is bad so that is worrying because here we are just allowing the thought to go uncontrolled unrained with no practical output or desired conclusion so we are thinking just for the sake of thinking and we are allowing this negativity to just keep expanding there so that becomes a worry but the same thinking process if we tap it to find solution okay i'm stuck here now what is my solution and when the same thinking leads us to contemplate and churn ourselves to find a solution to move forward that becomes thinking so that is the basic difference between worry and thought so worrying is just thinking brooding 
without attempting to find a solution whereas thinking becomes positive only when we start thinking to use and find solutions or a way forward in life so if your thinking is not leading you to that then you must get a warning that this is not thinking this is now leading me to worry cool so we have this thinking versus worrying now in a simple way which we all understand process of thinking now here i want to add i'm sure you all have thought about thinking and action but i have added a word called pause there and this is an important factor that i always like to highlight and stress on we we need to train ourselves to pause and pause should not be confused with thinking because thinking is an act which is not pausing pausing is a conscious state of doing nothing and i'll tell you why it is important see when there is a problem in my with me or my family my neighbors can come and give me a full scriptural discourse they can give me a pep talk they can motivate me they can you know they will speak all high five philosophy also but when the same thing happens to them then they forget the philosophy then i can go and give them philosophy so it is very strange that the same concept and truth which they were teaching me why did they forget and the same concept which i was being taught why did i forget for myself so if you look at it there is a very ironical scenario and a very funny irony i would say that we can tell others but when it comes to us we don't act in that manner even though conceptually we understand what is right and how one should conduct so the question comes why why is it that we are not able to implement the concept which we have already known we understand and the reason is our involvement because we are so much involved and engrossed in ourselves that we get attached to the scenario and the moment we get attached to the scenario we become part of the problem we cannot find solutions so when you want to find solution you have to be a third party so that is why you are easy to go and consult anybody else or you know give recommendation to somebody or preach somebody because there you are a third party and as a third party you are able to see things from a very unbiased and unattached manner and only in that view you are in a position to properly analyze and understand the things but as long as we are attached and entangled into the same process we will not be able to analyze unbiasedly we will always have this issue because we are part of that issue ourselves and that is the problem so we cannot see clearly and especially if it is our siblings or our relations then we have our engagement our involvement is higher and so under those circumstances it becomes very difficult for anyone to develop that unbiased outlook 
but for a third person it is very easy to see through and say i understand this should not have happened or he should not be doing like that and it's very easy for a third person because they are not attachment so this also shows that we are not going to discuss today but that shows that how our thinking can be impacted by our attachment and by our own perceived notions around us so for that reason this pause is a tool now unless and until we learn that before we think now we see a scenario and we our mind is trained to immediately act then we make it a process to teach them no before you act think is it right or not right so we have given them another step to the mind and say no before you command and say go and slap him analyze think now i'm giving you another step forward that no before you think pause because your thinking if it is not unbiased if your thinking itself is clouded with your attachment with your biases with your prejudices then your action will always be attached and affected by that you cannot have a pure and a correct a- action so to make our thinking itself pure you need to get detached so detachment is a very big lesson a third party outlook is very important in our life to look at life in a more clearer and a unattached manner and the moment we become unbiased then we will be able to even judge ourselves properly and say no i am wrong i am right that will build more self confidence and the process of doing that is the pause so the moment we learn to pause so pause is not thinking so when something happens in front of you and people are saying okay tell us what should we do what should be our next step then our first foremost reaction is calm down let's think before we open our mouth let's think before we think let us pause now what is pause pause is just blankness is just getting out of the system and for that pause obviously there is a again a process but one such process is silent sitting the more we learn to sit silent the more more we learn to calm down the more we learn to the more we learn to you know cool off the more we learn to relax and sit silent the more we will grow into this and it could be initially it could be little challenging initially it could be uh, not easy to pause because you have we have a tendency to think so our pause may be tough but the more and more we practice it within i would say within few days or a week maximum you will get an experience of pause and the moment you get that experience then it will become faster and faster every day because this very important for us to get out of the scenario to look at the scenario from outside as long as as a as a relation as an attachment as a as an influence person i am looking at scenario i can never think clearly i can never think you know unbiased and objectively hence pause is a key so that is why i always bring this element of pause in the process of thinking or even doing anything for action also we need to think but before thinking pause 
Sometimes it can be days for pausing. Better wait because life is not going to change. This is a personal experience and I'm sure all of you know that what has to happen will happen. By our excitement, by our jumping and running around, we are not going to gain anything. So the the beauty is the moment we start pausing, we will see life in a very different perspective. We'll understand that I am not that important. Anybody who feels that, you know, I have to run fast. Just know for a fact, it's a thumb rule that the person is in a concept, a, a state of life in which he feels he's very important. If I don't go to work, what will happen to my clients? I live that life. It's a very strange concept which can be justify not taking holidays, not spending time at home, uh, working 24-7. Why? Because we feel, oh, if I don't do it, who will do it? If I don't do it, somebody else will jump in and I'll lose my job. If I don't do it, the company is going to get lost. So there is so many factors which we start justifying. But the undercurrent of it is we suddenly start feeling I am important. And I lose the balance of my life. I start giving importance to one aspect of my living rather than the whole life itself. Hence, all of these things are not just for thinking process. It is also very important even in our holistic lifestyle. So if you look at it from that perspective. So pause, think and act. That becomes our process of thinking. Now, there are different dimensions of this Anivikshiki. There are five types of thinking, but let me show you one by one. One is a logical thinking process. Okay, so let me make the screen a little bigger for all of you. Yes, so logical thinking is the one. Second is scientific thinking. Third is reasoning. Fourth is critical thinking. So these are the four basic and uh, way of uh, thinking process or dimensions as we call it dimensions of thinking so what is logical thinking if you look at logical thinking comes from nyaya they say you know justice prudence so this thought process is what our rishi gave us before and it is the basis of justice it it requires a persistent thinking process and to accept everything with logic there has to be a logic behind every statement you make so in the court of law obviously this is a uh, this is a kind of thinking the lawyers are trained into they have a very logical they can go step by step you did this so what were you doing before that and there's a logical sequence of event and that thinking process is called nyaya and that is logical thinking now, in the logical thinking, if you add up the proof, the systematic way of understanding, you know, when we do a thing again and again, and we develop certain kind of data and proof that if you do this, this happens. This is through observation and through experimentation. And then substantiated with proof that, look, this is what happened. I did it 100 times, million times, and this is what I have observed. And then I have experimented in different people, in so many people, my you know audience is larger. And then according to that, I have created this pool of substantial proof. And that kind of thinking when you develop in which there is a uh, observation, experimentation and the proofing attached to it, 
then it is called a scientific way of thinking and the third is the reasoning the capacity to think clearly and straight without uh, sorry avoiding biases bias reactions see that is what i was telling about reasoning so the thinking also helps you in understanding how do i reason it out and reasoning is not possible if we are attached to the scenario and that is why this dimension of thinking anavekshi teaches us about the capacity to think clearly and straight then comes the ability to critical thinking so in critical thinking we use all of that and do objective analysis and evaluation before we frame a judgment so before i pass a judgment or a create an announcement that i know what is or what the scenario is i must have the ability to objectively analyze and evaluate everything so that requires logic that requires proving that requires observations that requires reasoning so that becomes a critical thinking process so these are the four major dimension and later on one more was added upon and that was called strategic thinking i believe this came little later i think chanakya has given this and uh, it came as a strategy of warfare this was used in the military mostly this type of thinking came up when he was gov- teaching the governance part of it that this ability to create strategic steps and processes to achieve desired goals so this is where the military thinking comes and they have a strategic plan as to what should be done before after and what steps so those kind of thinking in which you have a step by step process and you go in that strategic manner to achieve a goal so you have a desired goal and you know how to achieve it and for that you think in a very strategic steps and then you create a process that process that flow is called strategic thinking so i think this is how um, our acharya chanakya a uh, great professor and a thinker and he was a wonderful personality who has given us this uh is is given the actually he's contributed into the uh, whole concept of governance in a big way law governance uh, what we call rajneeti today and politics he was a master of that so this is the five dimension of anivekshiki how to think so logical thinking scientific thinking reasoning and critical thinking so if you look at it so this is how the whole gamut of thinking process is derived at so i wanted to just give a summation uh, a quick flow of this thought so i thought i'll use this concepts and uh, you know at least help so i open the floor now for any questions and we'll summarize and then we'll close so any questions what is the gitanti asking what is the difference between respond versus react to pause uh, if i may use this uh, respond versus react see in respond there is an element of pause in react the element of pause is missing if i may just put it in a very simple manner so when you react there is no pause and sometimes there is not even thinking you are 
thinking is actually in the reaction portion your thinking is based on your memory bank your previous experiences so you are not ready to even analyze that my previous experience can change see if that was the case then valmiki would never sorry the ratnakar would never become valmiki you know gautam buddha would never have become buddha he would have remained there so you have to understand that we all can change from positive to negative negative to positive anything is possible in this life and so if you have a reactive mode then we will never learn that this change is possible like i was telling you before in animal thinking and human thinking that animals even whatever experience they face they will never change their behavior a snake will always hiss even if you feed the snake for 100 years it will never leave its habit of hissing back not possible that's how they are made but if a human is fed like that then obviously he gets biased and you know skews towards the person who is helping him we have that tendency and if we don't we say you are ungrateful you are worse than animal we say that why do we say that because the reaction part is that so in reactive mode we are depriving this pause first and we are not learning from our memory our memory is is like a is animal's memory now that you experience but you can't leave your habit there is no learning curve from there but in respond there is an element of pause there is an element of learning from our memory so when you respond you are responding that okay this person was like that yesterday but is it possible that today he has changed he was till yesterday he was talking to me in a very bitter manner today he is very loving is it possible that he has genuinely changed so this thought can only be analyzed when we start to learn pause so only the pause element will give us a clarity about looking at things in a very unbiased manner so as long as we can do that that is the beauty so basic difference between respond and react is that so when you you cannot respond pause is an ability to give you that differentiation between react and respond in reaction certainly there is no pause in respond there is pause in reaction the thinking itself is biased because we are not learning from the memory whereas in respond the thinking is happening in the true sense because we are now able to analyze but if we do not pause then our analysis can be based on our biases and that would actually defeat the purpose of pause or uh, or thinking not pause thinking because the purpose of thinking is that we are able to think without bias and without getting influenced so that is the difference i hope uh, this explains but if anything else please feel free to uh, share again i'm just trying to read if there is any more so this is requires immediate response how can we use the art of thinking here okay so the next question is that uh, there are scenarios in which 
immediate action is required that is true <clears throat> so when i say we have to practice you know it is like uh, we have to learn as we grow unfortunately uh, you know we have lost that luxury that's why we keep telling the students and children in that age that pick up these tools and later on it becomes a headache now we have to not only think but we have to learn to pause so yes till we have learned to pause we have to we will by default fall back into our category of learning or previous learning so if we the way we do it we'll continue doing it but the point is if we start practicing it initially i'll tell you there could be a fear also sometimes that hey if i don't respond i may miss it or i may lose an opportunity or whatever but if there is a doubt my experience little says and my suggestion would be try it out it is better to pause than to jump and do something wrong because you are understand we have to understand one thing that all these activities we engage into are are only an reflection of our life we are not living for those activities we are living for life and the activities are for life and life is not for the activities so even if i lose something in that activity and if i gain in for my life then i would say it's a better bargain so even if that scenario may be a little tough but i would still suggest that go for it learn to pause and if you have not able to then at least post action think and post action pause and then think so post action if you pause and think that will again build up the ability for us to keep thinking keep thinking so one day sooner we'll be able to pause and think faster so like i said initial days it could take even days sometimes to pause but as that life goes on the pause happens naturally because you are able to see things in a very objective manner people may even call you like you're a dry person we will may say that don't you have feelings it's not that you don't have feelings but the fact of the matter is somehow you are able to see through it and why you are able to see through it there is no logical explanation i can't i can't explain why it happens but it happens and it is very funny it happens in a very strange manner but the more moment we allow our process our whole attitude to get influenced by our relations or by our involvement by our attachment then the defeat the, the purpose of thinking is defeated again then we are biased and we have to again practice pause so it is not something that i would say that you know is done once and it's done for all it's a continuous journey till it becomes a part of second nature for us sonalika is asking in thinking pro- processes our mind working but can one improve thinking without listening to mind uh mind is working oh i know uh, i think what she's trying to ask is in thinking process our mind is working but can one improve thinking without listening to the mind so there is a distraction okay so yeah, the, this itself shows that you know pausing is so important why 
because if we have not learned to pause then the thought conflict is so much that you won't know which thought to follow like somebody was asking how do i understand if it is a sound of my consciousness my conscience or my mind is my mind playing tricks on me or is it the voice of my conscience now it's a very beautiful question for a person who is really trying to practice but the fact of the matter is the moment we allow pause to happen your sound of consciousness will increase the ability to listen to yourself will be much higher and one thing i can say with little experience and uh, whatever i've learned at the feet of the master that when conscience speaks there is no ambiguity you will be able to understand things in a very crystal clear manner there will not be any confusion you can easily see the thoughts and the conscience speaking but the differentiation of the consciousness can be gathered and captured only when we have learned to calm ourselves and that calming is the pause for that pause we may need to practice silent sitting for that silent sitting we may need to meditate i don't know this chain goes on so the fact of the matter is when we teach our children to sit silent we are actually giving them a tool for life it is not just for that moment of you know that childhood stage that we want him to shut up and keep quiet but actually we are giving them a life tool and once they understand and learn it is going to be an amazing strength and a power for them in the future so that is the beauty of you know pause thinking so just keep in mind pause is important thinking is important and then action so thinking requires to be a humanistic thinking at least if not divine but certainly not animalistic thinking and then we have seen that let the thinking be always to find a solution or to be a positive in life if the thinking is happening just as a thought as brooding over an element then it will turn into worry so worry is not a positive thinking the moment you worry as i said worry is in hypothetical scenario worry is not even real but we create an hypothetical scenario which bugs us and bothers us and creates a mess for ourselves and that is because we are not using the tool of thinking to create solutions for life we are using this beautiful tool to spoil ourselves so the mistake is not in the tool the mistake is in usage of the tool so thinking is a good process which allows us to progress in life but as as uh, our scholarly radhakrishnan said once you know every day we should start from a clean slate if you have the base of thinking a memory to go back then our learning is not complete so he expects and it's a very beautiful yogic thought also it's a vedantic thought which tells us that uh, our chitta our consciousness should be always clean and when we think our thought should not be based on our previous experiences now that's tough that's tough but that is what 
the vedanta expects us that when we think we are thinking from the present not based on our past experiences i believe that is where the bias and all that comes because we get involved in that so that is where i like this thought that yes look at your memory bank then use it to improve upon don't use it to brood upon it you know like we we talk about the past and we start deeing the past you know that happened and this happened and that person came and said that so we start talking about the past so much and we forget that why did he go back to the memory we went to memory to learn from there so that we can improve so probably in that connotation that scholar you know he gave us this thought that when you start thinking don't go back on memory it should be always a clean slate so every day you start afresh in life with no previous memory no garbage no baggage and we think fresh and we take life as fresh we expect life to change we expect people to change doesn't matter because there is no expectations from their side we don't live with bondages so imagine that life of freedom in which every day is fresh nutanam every day is new every day is so unique that there is no need for any baggage from the past but i guess to reach that stage we need to go back or we default wise we go back into our past memories and if we do then let us go back only to learn from the past not repeat it the more and more we repeat about our past details that shows that we are still trapped in our filth you know we start digging the past and saying that person did this he was thinking like that that's past and gone you cannot even change a bit about it so the moment we dig into the past that is wrong if you touch upon the past to learn and move then we are using the thinking right so the art of thinking has taught so much and i'm just happy and blessed to share with you all so if any other question we have still 5 more minutes to go any other uh, rajesh brother says uh, in summary can i say that worry is just an illusion actually it is <laughs> worry is not there it is like a created it's an illusion created which we have accepted as truth and hence this is creating a problem for us so there is actually speaking there is no worry that's what our master is to teach us this there is nothing called worry you have made worry a reality for yourself because we are not using the memory to improve so we become animal see the animal has got very animal is also unique i would say they are blessed they worry only for the present so they are worry about the hunger as long as they are hungry the moment their hunger gets over their worry disappears period but we have a horrible habit we not only brood about the our hunger we also look about our hunger for future so what can we say about it so it is that is the beauty of this thought so yes brother you can very easily say that yes worry is an illusion it is not a reality so <clears throat> any other question wonderful thank you i appreciate your thoughts so before i close i would just request all of you to feel free these videos are all on the channel 
and uh, as i always request please subscribe and it seems press a bell icon button so you can get intimation and i look forward for your suggestions for the topics next i wanted to have an open session with few of the guests so if any one of you are interested in any topic i would like to create a topic for parents for youths and uh, if any interested people would like to bring in their suggestions and thoughts then we can have our panel discussion here that would be interesting to bring some guests over so we all can discuss together certain topics and uh, there's one more suggestion from people to have man management as a as a you know sessions which our master has given us so i would be happy to do that too so i would look forward from your uh, uh, suggestions and uh, you know so whatever comes and then accordingly we'll fix up for the next week so uh, thank you once again everyone for joining in and uh, hope you enjoyed this session and if there is any question any any thoughts for improvement you are more than welcome to share thank you very much namaste